Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. Alright, welcome everyone. Are you ready? Are you ready for scaly skin disease and swellings and rashes and mold on the walls of your house and discharges from various organs? This week's Torah portion is a really good time. In fact, as we dig ourselves deeper and deeper into Leviticus, we are also digging ourselves deeper and deeper into things that can be quite hard to make meaning out of. This week we're reading a double portion of Tazria and Mitzorah. Tazria and Mitzorah are often but not always read as a double portion, in part because they address a related set of topics that mostly have to do with this disease that's called in Hebrew tsara'at. We often translate tsara'at as leprosy, although it's not exactly leprosy as we know it today. In fact, tsara'at's not exactly one disease anyway, since it can appear on people's skin in various places as a scaly skin ailment, or it can appear on clothing, or it can appear as mold on the wall of a house. Tsara'at is a word that somehow means something like a plague in ancient Hebrew. And you can imagine that the rabbis find this challenging just like we do. I mean, here you have four chapters, Leviticus 12, 13, 14, and 15, that all sound a little bit like this. I'll just read the opening of chapter 13. It says, Vaidaber Adonai el Moshe el Aharon lemor. The Eternal One spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When a person has on the skin of the body a swelling, a rash, or a discoloration, and it develops into a scaly affection, it shall be reported to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons the priests. The priest shall examine the affection on the skin of the body. If hair in the affected patch has turned white and the affection appears to be deeper than the skin of the body, it is sarat. It is a leprous affection. And then the Torah goes on to give instructions for how to isolate that person, how to check every seven days to see whether the infection is getting better. And then it does the same thing for inflammation and for affections on the head or in the beard or for skin on the body streaked with white discolorations or for clothing or cloth that gets discolorations or for walls of your house that have mold or for discharges from sexual organs. I mean, what is this doing here? And in part, the answer is that ancient people didn't separate between what we call religion and what we call medicine in the way that we do. These days, if you have a question about your spiritual welfare, you go see a rabbi. If you have a question about your physical welfare, you go see a doctor. We separate these things out as being different realms. Ancient people didn't. Ancient people believed that the spiritual and the physical were closely connected with each other. And so they include this in our holy literature. They weren't entirely wrong, by the way. We know, and I think we're learning more and more, that the spiritual and the physical, or you might say our emotional welfare and our mental welfare and our physical welfare, are all connected with each other. 
It's not really true that there is a stark distinction between what happens in your body and what happens in what Judaism might call the soul. But nonetheless, this is challenging stuff, in part because it's so, you might say, icky, and in part because we're not dealing with ailments in quite these same ways anymore. And the rabbis, who are also challenged by this, go about trying to make sense of it, trying to find the spiritual reasons behind the physical ailments. Sometimes they get creative. For example, the rabbis believe that sara'at, this leprous disease that's being described here, comes about as a result of lashon hara, of evil use of words. And so there's lots of midrash that attempts to connect those two ideas. Elsewhere, the rabbis make this about community. They note that the person who is sick has to isolate themselves outside the camp for seven days. And they suggest that it is the responsibility of the community to find ways to take care of an afflicted person. So there is meaning, there is spiritual meaning to be found in this parsha. And along those lines, I wanted to share with you a passage from the Talmud. This is from Tractate Sanhedrin 98a. I'm going to give you a bit of an annotated version, which is to say that I'll tell a bit of a story, then I'll stop and say what I think it means a few times along the way. The story goes that Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, the great 3rd century rabbi, went and found Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet, of course, is said in Judaism to be the harbinger of the Messiah. That's why we put out a special cup for Elijah at our Passover seders, because we want to encourage him to come and announce that the Messiah is coming, and next year we'll be celebrating in Jerusalem. At least that's the traditional reason. Well, in this story, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi finds Elijah, and he asks him, Ematai ate Mashiach, when will the Messiah come? And Elijah says to him, go ask him yourself. Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi says, how can I find him? Where is he sitting? And Elijah says, at the entrance of the city. The city here means Rome, which was the city, the great metropolis of the ancient world. You know who would sit by the entrance of the city? It was the people who were poor and who were afflicted with illness because they had nowhere else to go. So they would sit begging at the entrance. And so Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi says back to Elijah, My simne, what is his sign? In other words, how will I find the Messiah? How will I know I'm looking at him? So Elijah says that the Messiah is sitting among the poor who are suffering from illnesses. Now all of them are tying and untying their bandages. And they do it all at once. They take off all their bandages, and then they reapply all new bandages to keep their sores from festering. But he, the Messiah, unties and ties his bandages one at a time. Why does he do this? Elijah says. He says to himself, perhaps I will be needed. This way, I will not be delayed. So let's take a step back and talk about what we have here so far. This rabbi is looking for the Messiah. And where is he going to find him? Not in some palace, not among the wealthy, not even among the rabbis, not among the sages, but among the lepers, among the poorest and the sick 
and the most vulnerable in society. That in and of itself is already an amazing statement by the Talmud, and maybe a statement about why this Parsha is even in the Torah. Because Judaism teaches us to look upon every person as though they could be the Messiah. To look upon every person as though they have something important, something unique, to contribute to making the world a better place. Further to that, though, the Messiah is sitting ready, waiting to come, waiting to come and perfect the world so much so that he doesn't even want to take off all his bandages at the same time in case the moment of redemption comes. So the rabbis really believed with all their hearts that the world was going to get better and that it could happen any day, that tikkun olam, repair of the world, was really possible and was imminent. Now, I could stop there, and that would be an amazing story. But that's only half the story. So Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi goes to the Messiah, and he says to him, Greetings to you, my rabbi and teacher. The Messiah says to him, Greetings to you, bar The rabbi asks him, When are you coming? When are you, the Messiah, coming into the world to be the Messiah? And the Messiah said to him, Hayom, today. Now that sure sounds like a happy ending, right? The Messiah is coming today. So while the Talmud doesn't say this, I like to imagine that Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi now goes home and tells everybody to stop what they're doing. The Messiah is coming. Stop studying. Stop working. Today's the day. Let's celebrate. The Messiah is coming. And yet, the Messiah didn't come. So Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi went back to Elijah. He says to him, Shikarbi. He says, the Messiah lied to me. He said he was coming today, but he didn't come. And Elijah said to him, you misunderstood what the Messiah said. The Messiah was quoting Psalms to you. Psalm 95, to be specific. Today, if you can listen to God's voice. So in the end, the message of the story is actually that we have the power to bring the Messiah. The Messiah is waiting, waiting at the entrance of the city, waiting as a leper, taking his bandages off one by one. Our job is to do the things that will help him get here, do the things that will make the world better, do the things that will bring about tikkun olam. Hayom im tishma'u, today is the day that the Messiah could be here. If only we would listen to what's expected of us. If only we would listen to the ways that we can go about making the world a better place. Now, as a liberal Jew, I don't believe in a Messiah per se. I don't believe that there is a person being sent by God to repair the world. What I believe is that actually we're all people sent by God to repair the world. And so, in a sense, this is the perfect story to drive home that message. Because it says that it's not about waiting for the Messiah. It's not about hoping and wishing that today would be the day. It's about doing the work. It's about seeing the Messiah in each person, both in ourselves and in those around us. It's about treating everybody as if they were worthy of the ultimate respect. It's about building a world where we work together to bring about a better world. So maybe that's why the Torah teaches us about all this stuff, to remind us that we have a lot of work to do.
Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Seven Minute Torah is a production of La Asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoyed this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7minutetorah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K dot org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.